Hello and welcome to Build Back Better, a series of online conversations from For the Region about the future of South West Wales. Hello and welcome back to Build Back Better, a series of online conversations from For the Region. Today, I am so delighted to be talking to Rachel Flanagan, CEO of Mrs. Bucket, Mrs. Bouquet Cleaning Services, a fantastic, inspiring local businesswoman who has such a story to tell. I'm sure many of you are familiar with Rachel already. She's a real inspiration to many of us who run businesses in our region. And as this week is Global Entrepreneurship Week, we thought we'd get Rachel on to tell us a bit about how her business is adapting in these really strange times. And I'm sure you'll hear from Rachel herself, but she's such a force to be reckoned with and she's got such a clear mission for her business it's really inspiring so Rachel thank you for joining us lovely to see you hello thank you thanks for having me so you have been having a really busy time I watched your October update on LinkedIn you've just had a massive rebrand tell us about your story and your 15 years in massive rebrand what does that all mean for you so yeah 15 years goodness gosh where has that time gone isn't it yeah lots of ups and downs lots and lots of lessons in those 15 years so now we are in covid we've been dealing with the cleaning situation with covid for the last seven months now and we knew that we were obviously approaching our 15th year and we knew that we'd been working on our rebrand project, which has been a year's project. So this was happening before COVID. We were planning to roll out our new vision, our values, our big idea on where the business is going long term. And then COVID hit, <laughs> which obviously shocked us all. And it completely got us and myself into reaction leadership which was very very crazy at the beginning but now we've adapted we did do our rebrand we went with it because we felt that that was even more important through these times is to elevate our business and our brand and here we are so yeah 15 years I'm 33 started the business when I was 18 I sometimes feel like it was yesterday but then you know throw two small children into the mix as well and then other days I'm absolutely knackered and and you know think oh can I keep doing this at the moment I absolutely love what I'm doing and we've got a real deep purpose in the business and where this business is going long term and I'm very very passionate about changing the perception of the cleaning market and in the nicest way probably COVID has helped us with that positioning cleaners in more of a professional light. So um, yeah, look out. How many people do you employ these days, Rachel? How big's your team? So we've, I've got a core team of around 20 to 25 people. I've got a senior management team in that and then an office team and area managers then that look after all of our field teams. And then we've got just under 300 cleaners then out there that are, you know, doing shifts from 4am in the morning from a manufacturing site in the deep in the valleys through to a lovely solicitor's office in Bristol. And then we go as far as Carmarthenshire. So that, that's our reach at the minute. Yeah, really amazing. And you take it really seriously, don't you? That role as a leader and, you know, the well-being of your team and the professionalism of your team. That's a big part of what drives you, isn't it? I 
think when, in the nicest way, obviously when I started my cleaning business, Mrs. Bouquet, I had 20 quid. I had absolutely no money to, you know, even invest in it. I didn't even think about investing in it because I was just going straight into the domestic market and kind of went with what felt right. But it's such an easy business also to start up. So what you find is there's a lot of companies that will say, you know, they're commercial cleaners and they're professional cleaners. And I think I dealt with that over the years where you've got your really big competition and then you've got your, your newbies come in. But I think now with what's happening with COVID, it's only elevating how professional a cleaning service needs to be. So actually for us, it's a great opportunity. It's a great time. Like I was speaking to somebody yesterday, quite a well-known business locally. They've got three cleaners coming in daily. And actually, when we looked behind the scenes and we did that cleaning audit for them, they, you know, they didn't have the right chemicals. They weren't dealing with the health and safety procedures as what they should be. And they didn't have the right kit either. So I think educating our local region on actually right now how important cleaning and disinfection is then people are genuinely caring. So that's why I take it seriously because we're, we're dealing with COVID. It's just so, so important now to clean premises properly and getting away from, well, anybody can be a cleaner because actually they can't. So I think the industry, I think the cleaning industry is going to change. And I think it's taken time to do that, but I'm looking forward to raising the bar as well. Um, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, what's exciting really to hear from you is a story of a business growing and thriving in these really difficult times. And we hear a lot, don't we, about the struggle for many businesses across our region, across the world, you know, really difficult times. But beneath all of that, there are these huge opportunities for businesses to take new directions to find new markets as you say to elevate what they're already doing it's a time of huge opportunity if you can adapt and take the bull by the horns take some new paths new directions what's your big opportunity for you then in terms of expanding and growing the business through this time so for me we are we are ready now for our next growth stage so for the last couple of years we've been massively focusing on our processes our systems our retention customer service our people are obviously at the heart of our business and that is such a huge huge task because we've got big numbers of employees that we've got to look after but for me it's definitely growing the business smarter it's um, going into new sectors growing sectors we specialize a lot in manufacturing and this is something that we want to do even more of now and we're and we're seeing some really good results there so i think what what we're looking to do is we're look we're going after market share so we want to win more clients grow sell more to our clients that we're already serving it's been a time of listening through covid as well listening to actually can we solve that problem for for our client 
okay, we might not do that now, but if we did a bit of this and we did a bit of that, and we've also got that knowledge and supplier chain, we've brought in new services into our business. And that's definitely kept us agile. I think it's just such a huge opportunity for people to raise their business as in become that authoritative figure in their market. There's so many people working online But even just focusing on that right now, even if it doesn't come into any sale, it's just being remembered and just constantly giving. There's so much knowledge out there. And I think that we all don't appreciate how much knowledge we genuinely do have. And I think that is a big opportunity, you know, to raise your own profile, raise your own business. And the ones that are sitting in the shadows, unfortunately, you know, change is happening so quick, who knows what's going to happen then to those businesses. So you've got to be fast and you've got to be out there. Who do you work with locally? Talking about supply chain, you know, your marketing and your comms is all exemplary, as you say, getting the message out there, producing value in your social media feeds and keeping your name on top of people's minds. Who helps you with your marketing? And yeah, what's the strategy? So before COVID, we were doing quite a bit of it in-house. I'm very passionate about marketing. Like that's what I love. I suppose if we could take one theme out of the business, marketing would definitely be, you know, on the top of my list. And I, I knew that we needed to be more agile as a business because of COVID. So what we did is we then got in touch with a local agency. So we use multiple of agencies and they specialize in different areas for us. But then I treat them like my team. So I have a monthly meeting with them. I have a weekly meeting, like as in comms with them as well. We underpin that with a strategy and where we want to go and what success look like. So how will we know? So what's the KPIs? What's the themes? So yeah, it's quite, quite a lot, to be honest with you. But I believe that the brands that are shining out now, shining light on themselves now, and they are a trusted brand, like trust is a major, major thing now and for the future of who we want to buy from. And I think if we can get that right through marketing, sales will just totally change. And I think, you know, sales is already changing. From a marketing point of view, it's giving And it's sharing the knowledge, it's giving advice, it's doing things like this as well, which is great. And there's so many agencies out there that specialise in different areas. You don't have to just get one. You can have multiple people that are really good in copywriting, really good at maybe writing PR pieces for you, social media companies. But then I, I bring them all together and I treat them like a team. So then we we have that collaboration as well between the agencies. Yeah, fantastic. It's great. The more we're working with each other as local businesses across the region as well, isn't it? And supporting each other. You know, I think one of the key things we've talked about before is, is local supply chain and using local suppliers, supporting other businesses, them supporting yeah. you. Same goes for clients as well, hoping to be part of a regional supply chain where you're the yeah. first port of call for those big regional clients. Yes. And and hopefully now, I mean, we can feel the difference and we can start to see the difference now. I mean, only now, but we are seeing that more larger companies, blue chip, 
are looking at the local suppliers around them rather than maybe before they would have had a national cleaning company come in and swoop up everything but because they weren't quick enough or fast enough on the ground with all the challenges that COVID's done it's made them look elsewhere but then they're realizing actually the value that I'm getting on my doorstep is amazing and it's it's making people change so I think that's quite exciting for big, big, big corporates to think differently about the local supply chain and have that choice because of COVID. So I think that's an opportunity for businesses, small businesses. Yeah, and we need to encourage that and champion that wherever we see it, because yeah. it, mean, it means so much to local economies, to our foundational economy, those jobs in the local region, opportunities for young people across our region to get into kind of yeah. fulfilling careers closer to home. And the more we lobby and campaign for all businesses, really, to look at how they can really contribute to the local economy by the choices mm. they make in terms of who they buy from. It's a massive force for good that we can all easily make an impact. Yeah, I definitely feel it's the year of the change, isn't it? Yeah, there's sort of big disruptions. They're always great times for innovators and entrepreneurs. As you say, you mentioned listening before, isn't it? Just having your eyes open, mm. your ears open and trying to spot what some of those emerging trends yeah. are, changes in behaviour and see where the opportunities lie. Yeah. And yeah, and I, I think I think the opportunity is in relationship building as well, because there is this there's a feeling, isn't it, in the air of whoever you are, everybody feels like they are in this together. I know everybody's got different stories and, and things, but there's definitely that feeling. And I think people are maybe before you could never speak to somebody never get to that person in that company but now because they're working from home more they're on LinkedIn they've they you know they're on a technology more then you can make appointments and and actually engage with people that maybe you've never had that opportunity to do so relationship building is a, is another opportunity absolutely yeah what are your thoughts about the future of Southwest Wales and you know what would you love to see there are so many big developments going on aren't there the new arena in Swansea development all over the place and I know that's a sort of target market for you isn't it there are opportunities in all these regeneration schemes to do with city deal and other projects that Welsh government are leading on and the private sector what are some of the contracts that you're targeting do you see big opportunities in those new developments yes and no again it depends on the decision makers behind the scenes so if it's a huge huge development I mean if they haven't, um, if they've kept up with the old, you know, procurement way of how to actually bid for that job, it's going to be quite difficult because, again, you're up against huge, huge national companies. Starts getting a bit of, um, you know, you're, you're bidding then against major, major multi-million pound businesses, and they'll they'll make small margins on it because they're looking to gobble up lots of the contracts but then I also think that because 
some people have been let down by larger businesses and sometimes even small, small businesses where maybe they haven't adapted quick enough or they couldn't get staff quick enough in there and that there's opportunities. So for me, I'm quite apprehensive, I suppose, about these large building companies coming in because there's a lot of change with contacts behind the scenes as well. So it does take time. So I prefer to make more local connections with my network. That's what works with us. But then you've got huge opportunities with co-working spaces now is going to become the thing of the future. So that is going to completely change how offices work. So co-working in the um, sectors is going to only grow. So there's opportunities there for us. I think the education market is an interesting market where South Wales tend to not outsource a lot of their cleaning and they keep it, which is fine, but they keep it within the councils. But there's a lot of, um, you know, behind the scenes things that's happening there. So I think there will come to a point because the cleaning standards hygiene in general has now been raised people's expectations have been raised I think that will be an opportunity for the cleaning industry because you know they'll be bringing specialists in then to do that externally I wanted to come back on what you were talking about about procurement and what a challenge that is for regional businesses and it sounds you know from your perspective and it's the same with many companies that I talk to across southwest Wales on the one hand there are these big developments taking place these new projects coming forward and on the other hand procurement just remains such a barrier to Mm -hmm. the local supply chain as you were saying really it's about where you can build those relationships with local firms, where you can talk to the right person, you can get decisions made. Do you see public sector procurement as an area that you just can't focus on because it's so draining in terms of time and resources to compete, as you say, with those massive multinational companies sweeping up contracts? I think the public sector is in with this huge opportunities with the Welsh government. I think there's opportunities there. And I think Welsh government are very keen to use Welsh businesses. I think where the challenge is, is where you've got huge, say, office blocks being put up and it's from a certain fund and you've got, you're so far away from the decision makers, wherever they are, wherever they are, because they're not local most of the time. They are the challenges we are finding because the contact isn't the building services manager. It's, you know, way back there. And that's if you get a reply back on email, there's no telephone numbers. I mean, it's just that that's what then becomes very hard work to win that type of work but I think the tender market there's opportunities there like I said the education sector I do think that's going to change in the future more and more in Wales and I think people are realizing that actually we're better off outsourcing this to experts because of Covid as well but that's what I think will be the change for the future because we outsource so many other things locally and nationally, but we don't always, in certain places, we don't always outsource cleaning. 
but the the extra value and the time that can be saved and now with the cleanliness and the hygiene factors is is huge for them you know and often they have a lot of internal teams running it where we would just run that as part of our team yeah that's big shifts you know right across the economy these kind of big shifts they're really yeah uh, changing the game Coming back to you as an entrepreneur, Rachel, and the journey you've had and the challenges that you've overcome, what do you think are the three character traits that you, whether you were born with them or whether you've had to learn how to respond in different situations, what are the three character traits that you can put down your success and your continued energy for your business? Yeah, I mean, some would say it's your strengths but others may say it's a weakness as well and they're your annoying habits as an entrepreneur I think drive is a big thing I think you've got to have that drive you know I call it the two percent rule where we're always improving things by two percent so that's your business so you know tinkering around with your business and improving that but having that drive, having that clear vision, know where you're going, how am I going to get there? That's the first one. The second one would definitely be my mindset. The mindset to me is several areas, but just to kind of make it simple, that's about looking after yourself. So you have fresh and a clear mind and your family and everything else, because we know, we know we've all been there when that hasn't happened. I've learned from that. You know, my family's learned from that. So that's very high up on my agenda is looking after myself because that looks after my mind. And within that mindset, that's about myself learning. So constantly learning. What I've noticed over the years is entrepreneurs, business owners, whatever you want to call them, they stop learning and because they think, oh, I'm good enough now, but actually we're never good enough. We can always learn and, you know, making sure that we're constantly up to date with marketing trends. Like there's so many cool things now online that you can do to keep up to date with that. I mean, you know, every year I would, I'd go to London to like the marketing festival and stuff and I just go on my own and just meet other people but how much you can learn in days like that, working away from your business only helps your own mindset. And then the third one, I would say, is your network. The people you hang around with, the just the noise that goes on around you, like decluttering that out, whether you need to do something about it could even be like a family member or something which in often cases it is but it's it's really having a supportive network and that doesn't have to always be business people you can just have people who are very positive they've got a different way of looking at things whereas you know what I found in the past is hanging around with people who worry before you even do something oh gosh don't do that because what if well what if well we'll work that out if that happens but if you surround yourself around people who have got that similar attitude to you which takes time it definitely takes time to to do that to get that network around you then that's very powerful 
because you're constantly raising yourself. The conversations that you're having with people are at a much higher level. And again, all that's doing is growing. You're growing yourself on a personal basis as well as a business. So they would be my three. Yeah, fantastic. I can completely agree with all of those things. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a really big reader, you know, and I think that message about learning is really key one from starting my business 16 years ago as well. You know, it's just been such a learning journey, the whole thing. I know. And stuff you have to get good at that you've got no idea about. And, and the wisdom's all out there. There's so yeah. much, isn't there? Whether it's YouTube you've got to give it a go. Yeah. You've also yeah. got to give it a go and you've got to fail and you've got to try because yeah. you just don't want to regret that when you're older. And there's just so many people that do have those regrets. Mm. I think, you know, you just got to give it a go. But then that's why it's just so important to hang around with the right people because they only encourage you. Or sometimes they pull you back and go, hang on, have you thought about this? And you've gone, oh, no, actually, I do need to do that. So, yeah. And again, there's so many opportunities now because people are online more. People are much more open as well about talking about like the real stuff that's going on behind the scenes rather than smoke and mirrors and ego so I think there's opportunities to like you know get some buddies in your business network going definitely and as you've mentioned that I'll tell you about a new initiative that we're launching at for the region with in partnership with Swansea University and the enterprise team there we're creating a club for startup businesses in southwest wales called starting up for the region and it's exactly what you say there bring together these inspiring or aspiring entrepreneurs yeah. to just meet other business people and you know as a network we're connected with companies like yours and people like you and others in the region who are running successful businesses yeah. and i think you know it's an opportunity to connect established businesses with new people coming in and share yeah. some of that wisdom that you've just talked about there help with mindset and I know that's something you're really passionate about as well you were running yeah. a club for entrepreneurs tell us a little yeah. bit about that Covid must have hit that because you were running yeah, so COVID, yeah we have we haven't been doing anything in all honesty with that I mean I think yeah it's just been full on with the businesses and stuff but I've always always been passionate about entrepreneurs and helping them it's quite silo isn't it it's you know we're all working silo working when we're on our own running it I mean if you've got business partners that might be a little bit different but then that might also give you some challenges but I've always been passionate for me I listened when I was in college I listened to a guy come in and do a talk about his business and it really, really inspired me. And I just feel like if I can just give that back or sometimes like people don't need to go through as much hurt and pain and things of what, you know, we've probably gone through over the last 15 years. There's, there's some ways to speed it up as well. If we look back, there's probably years in that we've gone, oh gosh, shouldn't have done that bit or that cost me years and years of a waste of time. And I think naturally people want to help one another. So I think, yeah, definitely for the region, we can share more knowledge and having those events and having those opportunities because, you know, you never know, you could give them an opportunity to get in with one of your customers or something and really help them as a business grow. 
Yeah, using our networks to help each other, isn't it? And understanding yeah. who's out there, who's doing what, who's trying to start new things. One of the things I've always been so grateful for, and I bet you share this, is starting my business young, you know, that I had lots of people advising me and it comes back to what you're saying about the network around you. I had lots of people saying, oh, you know, maybe go and get a job first, get some experience under your belt, then think about starting your own business. Yeah. And we, we just plunged into it and it was the best decision we've ever made because, yeah, we've, you know, we've had to learn a lot along the way and we've made mistakes and learned from those. But we were young enough to, yeah. you know, to take on the risk and the learning journey of it. And now and I'm sure you feel the same, motherhood and family life and wanting that balance, you're at a stage in your business, aren't you, where you can, you know, take that time for your kids and your family because you've created yeah. something, you've invested, I suppose, your 20s in yeah. growing a business. And yeah. Um, yeah, looking back, I bet you feel it's the best decision you ever made. Do you? Yeah, I do. Def definitely. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, I've sacrificed so much stuff, like my family, we've, you know, just what, what also the stress that comes from running a business, like people just don't get it unless you're running a business or unless you're very close to somebody who runs a business. And I've gone through all those years and all of, all of that, good times, bad times, amazing times, for me now going forward it's all about that that balance that sense of you know I can do things on my terms with my own and having that freedom of choice as well not that it feels like it at the moment with everything that's going on but uh bring back the holidays and the travel but yeah that's taken 15 years like people sometimes you know now and again like you'll have a you'll have a little comment going oh well you were lucky though weren't you and you just think you have no idea <laughs> there is no luck and you know there's a lot of effort that has to go behind the scenes lot of hard work hours and hours constantly thinking about the business but you know if it's a success then it can completely change your life and for me what I love about it is just it's just part of my lifestyle I couldn't couldn't even think about working for anybody else probably nobody else would have me working for them either but yeah I just I love it well I think we can end on that note of encouragement really for anyone across the region that's thinking about starting a business um young or old I think you're never too late and it's never too early to start a business the whole week this week actually there are loads of events and conversations going on for global entrepreneurship week and I'm on a panel on Friday for something called female founders Friday look that up on Eventbrite for all our listeners if you're interested in more of this sort of conversation with inspiring entrepreneurs and success stories from across the region I'm sure our listeners feel as I do Rachel that you've shared so much wisdom and inspiration in today's conversation I really appreciate you taking the time you know you talk about mindset and that is clearly one of your sort of strongest assets having that right mindset to the business and yeah enjoying the journey of it and ch the challenges that you've set for yourself and overcome it's really inspiring so from me yeah well done for everything you're doing and continue to do good luck with all your current initiatives and projects and uh, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today. 
Thank you. Thanks so much, John. Really appreciate it.